FDA officials released a statement last month saying that puberty-blocking drugs, you know, the ones that we're giving to our children that the Biden administration is encouraging parents and medical caregivers to give to kids, those hormones could cause brain swelling, loss of vision, and other serious health risks for these kids. Why on earth would they push this on our children? Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you're listening to the Women's Splaining Podcast. I'm also the founder of Conservative Ladies of Washington. We are a group of like-minded ladies and gentlemen in the state of Washington. We are working hard to forward the conservative movement here in Washington state, and that includes electing conservative candidates, candidates who will work for we the people, not career politicians who just want to be part of the establishment, part of the swamp. Today, August 2nd, is our primary election day. So it's a big day here in Washington state. And if you are in Washington, I encourage you to please get out and vote, get your ballot in a drop box by 8 p.m. tonight. We've got a lot of really great candidates on the ballot this election who are political outsiders and they're in it because they see how bad things are and they want to bring change. And I'm really excited to see how many people who are just ordinary citizens like me who are stepping up and hearing the call from God to get involved in saving our state and saving our country. So it's really an exciting time. And I'm excited because we are going to be launching our national platform. I keep saying later this summer, but I realize that today is August 2nd and summer is quickly coming to an end. And so it's likely going to be later this fall that we do our official launch, but stay tuned. We'll have more information coming out in the weeks ahead. In the meantime, you can learn about what we're doing as Conservative Ladies of Washington at our website, conservativeladiesofwa.com. That's conservativeladiesofwa.com. You can learn about what we're doing in Washington. You can learn about the issues that are most important to us. We've got a lot of resources on our website that hopefully will be of value to you that I would love for you to share out. And we just need to get people informed as to what's going on in our government so that people are waking up. And the more that we can share that with our friends and just average people who are not involved in politics, the more we're going to wake people up and the easier it's going to be for us to bring change in our country and in our states. So head over to conservativeladiesofwa.com. And if you'd like to support the work that we're doing, the best way to do that is to become a subscribing member. Or you can just make a financial contribution if you would like to support our work. Well, let's dig in to this puberty blocker, gender-affirming care garbage that's going on. Rewind to March 31st. The Biden administration came out. They released a statement. Joe Biden released a video about gender-affirming care. I believe it was Transgender Day of Awareness or something along those lines. And so they released a full statement about gender-affirming care and the steps that they were going to take to make gender-affirming care and rights for the LGBTQ transgender community uh, put it put all of that stuff into various aspects of law. But Joe Biden actually did a video on this and speaking to parents 
uh, about gender affirming care. And I want to play just a little clip of his speech on that for you to refresh your memory. To parents of transgender children, affirming your child's identity is one of the most powerful things you can do to keep them safe and healthy. To any transgender American who's struggling, please know you're not alone. To parents and children alike, please ask for help and know this. You're so brave. You belong. And we have your back. So gender-affirming care is the healthy and safe thing that you can do for your child. Yet we have a report here from the FDA that says these puberty blockers, which is part of gender-affirming care. Gender-affirming care is uh, body mutilation surgery, having body parts cut off. Because if a little girl doesn't want her breasts, they will just do surgery and cut them off. Puberty blockers are part of this whole gender transition that they're doing to children at a very young age. And this report that the FDA released says that these puberty blockers had caused brain tumors in six young girls between the ages of 5 and 12. They were all undergoing this puberty-blocking, gender-affirming treatment. They also had symptoms that included visual disturbances, headaches, and vomiting. Now, why anybody would give this to a child is beyond me. So I was a bodybuilder for eight years. And one of the things that I learned during that time is anytime we alter our body in a way that's not natural for our body. So for me, I never did any kind of steroids or anything unnatural. I was a completely natural bodybuilder, but you are altering your diet to get your body to a unnatural state of leanness. And so in order to bring my body fat down, my diet would Uh, consist of very low fat, very low carbohydrates, very high protein, and a lot of cardio and weight training. And when you do this to your body, your body tweaks out a little bit. Like for me, I lost my period when I was training for competitions. I would get so lean that my body just stopped some of its normal bodily functions. And anytime we're messing with our body's natural uh, functions, we are going to get strange results and our bodies are going to wig out a little bit. One of the other things we would do as bodybuilders, which it's funny because people think, you know, bodybuilding is, or, you know, it's fitness, right? And so bodybuilders must be really healthy. Well, to get on stage, a bodybuilder on stage is not healthy. One of the things that we do in the bodybuilding community is you would also hold your water Uh, right before competition, you would get really dehydrated um, and you'd tweak your nutrition. So you'd, you know, bring up your salt intake and bring up your water intake and then you manipulate it. So the salt's coming down and the water's coming down and, you know, you get on stage and you're completely dehydrated, but your muscles are popping and your veins are popping and you look good, but you feel like garbage. And when you do that, the aftermath of that, you can't just go back to normal eating and drinking because your body's in this state of shock. Well, think about that. That's not even putting anything unnatural in your body. That's just manipulating the nutrients and things that your body is getting, changing your body's chemical balance, which affects your hormones. Your natural hormones are going to wig out a little bit when you do things like that. 
Well, think about a young child who's going through puberty and giving them these puberty-blocking hormones. Their body doesn't know what to do. And so we haven't, this is not something that's been studied because it's not something that is normal or natural or should be done. This is child abuse. We don't know the impacts of this, but we do know it's already just common sense knowledge that whenever you do something unnatural to your body, when you alter your body's natural tendencies and natural functions, you are going to get an unnatural result. And so that's what we're seeing in these children. One of the things that really bothers me about this, I mean, there's a number of things that are really alarming. What we have seen with this in schools is, you know, the gender affirming education, gender affirming schools. And that part of that means that the parents don't know what's going on when the policy here in Washington state with our OSPI, our office of superintendent, their guidelines say that the school administration, the teachers and the staff have to ask the student what they want to be referred to when the staff is communicating with parents. And so they are encouraging these children to basically have two different identities. They might go by, it might be a girl who goes by a boy name at school and boy pronouns at school, but at home, the parents know her at, you know, by her given name and her female pronouns. But when the school communicates with parents, they will call the child what the parents have named the child. So basically you have a kid with two different identities. So you're messing with the kid's mental state because nobody can keep up with that. I mean, that just just trying to say it out is mind boggling to me and I can't even keep it straight. So think about a young child who's, you know, in let's say middle school, you've got a 12 or 13 year old in middle school and they're doing this, they're one name and set of pronouns at school. They're a, a different name and set of pronouns at home. They're going through this gender-changing stuff. Maybe they're wearing different clothes at school. I saw something on Twitter this morning about a library, a public library in Oregon that was collaborating with the public school district where they had a closet of clothes and makeup and other resources for students who were transitioning so that they could come to this closet at school so that they would go to school in, you know, whatever the parents saw them dressed as, and then they would go to school and change and into the other gender at school. And so we've got people encouraging kids to do this behavior. They're going to school. Think about all of, all of this this kind of drama and uh, social pressure and manipulation going on with these kids, how do we possibly expect them to be able to focus on academics, the, the actual reason that they're in school? I hope that people are starting to see that this is all a very well-planned process. Our government our teachers, our activist group, they are all planning this out very well. If they get control of the kids at a young age, if they can indoctrinate these kids, it makes the society much easier to control. And when you have children who like, say my kids, you know, and this happened to one of my kids. I've had a couple of my kids who have gone through very 
big crises here in Washington state as a result of adults trying to indoctrinate my children. And we just had a situation a couple months ago in our public school where the public school was calling my child by one name at school and calling her by her actual name to me. And I caught them and I had had a conversation with my daughter a few months prior. So I knew that this had been going on and she was trying to get them to stop, but I caught them when they slipped in a parent meeting and started calling her by this other name. I do believe that parents like me are targeted by these left-wing activists because they don't agree with our politics. They don't agree with our values. They don't agree with our faith. We are a conservative Christian family. And that is under attack by these radical left people. So as parents, we need to really be communicating with our children. We need to have open lines of communication with our children because these teachers and staff at the schools are really manipulating our kids in an effort to get control of them. We are seeing the numbers are astounding of the kids that identify as some other gender than what they were born as. What's the reason for that? What changed? Well, you have adults, our government, our activist groups, our education system indoctrinating these kids and telling these kids that there are more than two genders. They, they can choose what they want to be. And in many cases, what we saw with our kid in school is that the teacher actually rewarded the children who were LGBTQ identified over the kids who were straight. So when you've got a straight white kid who's been told that they're an oppressor and they're racist and all of these different things, of course, they don't want to be that kid. And so they're going to mold into whatever the trendy thing is. Well, as we're seeing through this FDA report, it's not just a mental health issue with these kids, what this is doing to them. But when they pump these hormones into our kids, it is causing severe health issues for them that are irreversible. What is this doing to their fertility? What is this doing to their other bodily functions? And what are the long-term risks of this kind of activity? We don't know because it hasn't been studied because it shouldn't be studied. This is not something that we should be experimenting on with our kids. And Tulsi Gabbard, who was a Democrat uh, congresswoman from Hawaii, and she ran for president in 2020, I actually got to meet her last November, and she's a very sweet lady. She's probably my favorite Democrat. She is probably the most sane Democrat I am aware of right now. But she um, did a video about this a couple days ago, and I want you to listen to what she had to say because she's exactly spot on. She's exactly right. This is child abuse, and it's time for us to call it what it is and to be truthful about what is going on and speak out about this and speak loudly because our children are at risk here. Here is Tulsi. The FDA made a disturbing but not at all surprising announcement just a few days ago about children's health. Now, if you haven't heard about it or if you missed it, it's because the mainstream media and the Biden-Harris administration have been completely silent on it. 
Now, this warning that the FDA issued was basically saying that puberty blockers can cause serious health risks for our kids. Unfortunately, at almost the exact same time the FDA issued this warning, Biden-Harris administration officials were making public statements actively promoting the use of puberty blockers and irreversible surgeries for kids. Now, let's be clear. This administration is dangerously promoting child abuse. She is absolutely 100% correct. This administration is promoting child abuse. And I'm going to have a link to that presidential statement that they released back on March 31st of this year in the notes. So you can go look at that. One of the things that concerns me the most is that a lot of people are just unaware of how bad this is because we're afraid to talk about it. We're afraid that if we speak out about it, we might lose friends on social media or people will get mad that we're bringing politics up at you know a family gathering or something. But this is the kind of thing that we have an obligation and a duty to speak out about because it is our silence that has allowed it to get to this level. And it's easy for us to kind of back off when people are saying, oh, you're just intolerant, you're just a bigot, you just are, you know, homophobic or whatever the, you know, litany of names that they call us is. We just need to speak to the facts. You can show the FDA report. You can show many cases. There are many cases online of kids who have taken these hormones or done the surgeries and the damage that it has done to them. And a lot of people are starting to speak out. One of the things I want people to be aware of, and I'm sure this is happening in more states than Washington, but I will speak to Washington because it's what I know for sure. We've had a lot of laws get passed in our state legislature that put more funding and what they're calling healthcare centers into our government schools. So taxpayer dollars are funding these healthcare centers in the schools. So this means, and here in Washington, children that are 13 and over do not need to have parental consent for many different things. All they need is an adult that, that, that can consent for them. So in theory, a school nurse could consent for your student to have certain medical things, which is interesting because they still have to have a parent come down to administer the Tylenol or Advil when your teenage daughter has menstrual cramps. I don't understand the logic, but (laughs) we need to be aware that these healthcare resources are going into the kids' schools and the left is pushing harder and harder for these kids to be able to do these different health measures, health measures in quotes, without parents' consent and without parents' knowledge. So it's not going to be long before kids can get these hormones in school. Kids can get an abortion at school or be taken from the school to get an abortion. So these are things that, you know, I know it sounds outlandish, but it's not. And it's happening in some places already. It's time for us to wake up and be aware so that we can do something about it. A lot of laws need to be basically overturned and changed because in Washington, we already have a lot of bad laws that allow these things to happen. So we need to be electing new lawmakers that can help undo some of this damage. And it's going to be 
a long process. It's not going to happen overnight. But if we don't start speaking up and educating our friends who might not be listening, I feel like that's the biggest thing God is calling me to do is wake people up, share this information, let people know what's going on because this has been going on for decades. The radical left has inch by inch been taking steps to control our children. And here we are, they're fully in control. It's going to take a lot of time to get this back on track. And so we need all hands on deck. We need everybody paying attention. We need everybody to be in the know and be educated about what is going on in our government. We need people to care. Our children are our future and our children are under attack and parental rights are under attack and the nuclear family is under attack. I share all of this with you because knowledge is power. And once we have knowledge, we can do something about it. And so I ask you to please share this information with people that you know that really don't want to get involved in politics and government, but they care about kids. Those are the people that need to know this information. And if you are in Washington state, I implore you to please get out and vote today before 8 p.m. tonight. Take your ballot to a drop box. I'll put a link in the notes that has a list of Dropbox locations. If you don't know where to go, don't put it in the mail. Take it to a Dropbox. There's quite a few um, around in most areas of Washington, unless you're in kind of a rural area. But you should be able to find a Dropbox that's not too far from you. I know that there's a lot of people, myself included, that feel completely disenfranchised by the election process. But if we don't vote, we definitely don't stand a chance. So... Even if there's just a small sliver of a chance, we've got to do our part. So please get out and vote today. Our kids, we have to do this for our kids. We have to do this for our family. We have to do this to save our country and to save our states. So I'm going to leave it there today. As per usual, if you've got a topic idea, I'd love to hear from you. All of my contact information is in the notes. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.